Squirrel girl, squirrel girl. She's a human and also a squirrel. Can she climb up a tree? Yes, she can easily. That's why her name is Squirrel Girl. Is she tough? Listen, bud. She's got partially squirrel blood. Who's her friend? Don't you know? That's the squirrel tippy toe. Surprise! She likes to talk to squirrels. At the top of trees is where she spends her time. Like a human squirrel, she enjoys fighting crime. Squirrel girl, squirrel girl, powers of both squirrel and girl. Find some nuts, eat some nuts. Kick bad guys, evil butts. To her, life is a great big acorn. Where there's a city crime torn. Find the squirrel girl. Needs to fix that last line, last couple lines there, but otherwise she's got her own little song. And that is it. She wants people to sing it. So, uh, hello and welcome to episode 68 of Under the Cull of MS. I have a little stack of comics I want to get through. I don't know if I mentioned any of these before, so I'll make them kind of quick. But, uh, yeah, they're piling up, so I need to. Get them gone through, and this is a nice, mostly kid-friendly version. Uh, first one I want to talk about is another one by Art Baltazar and Franco from Oh Yeah Comics. It's Grimace Island. It's a little trade paperback, smaller form, which is nice. And basically, you got the uh, volcano goddess needs a sacrifice or whatever it's not really a sacrifice but needs some type of gift to keep from exploding on the island it's just a small little island that the mama woogies live on and the volcano goddess will erupt and they don't want a bunch of people or stuff to die on the island so they offer up a gift and the gift they offer is they throw a bunch of hot sauce hot peppers make a really hot pot of some type of stuff and all of a sudden grimace comes shooting out of it and runs up and jumps in the volcano and volcano goddess and grimace fall in love hang out together and have some fun while they do that they tend to heat up things a little bit and cause some other issues and the islanders have to take care of that and then there's three giant tiki totems that also come to life during the stories and they well they're the tiki monoliths and Grimace deals with them in his own little way, and during this, his adventures happens to go down through the volcano all the way to the other side of the earth, where there's like a yeti and a bunch of, in a big snowy area, and yeti helps out Grimace a little bit to deal with the heat, and while the Tiki creatures 
are dealt with the three uh, ladies called the Pajamazons who are in love with the Tiki characters come looking for them for their date and they can't find them and they deal with Grimace and all that stuff and just the the Grim Reaper comes to see his little nephew and stuff and it's a fun another very fun story from the oh yeah comics group it's definitely worth checking out if you it's good for again adult and kid friendly but uh little squirrel girl song you heard at the top of the issue came from the trade paperback unbeatable squirrel girl squirrel power and it's in other ones that i've read before because it starts out with squirrel girl going to school again getting set up and basically you got this the stories I've talked about in the past with Galactus and uh, the hunter, Raven the hunter and stuff. I knew that was going to happen. We can't go without a phone call during an episode. Thankfully, we did get everybody in the house cell phone, so hopefully we'll get that taken care of and we won't have to worry about the phone ringing and interrupting us when we're doing the podcast. But, uh, yeah, this is those first five or so comics that I've talked about before. Squirrel Girl deals with the different characters, and you got the nice little text messages and stuff like that through here, the little character cards. Got Darlene, her roommate, that uh, ends up getting the squirrel bodysuit. And then Squirrel Girl getting her little Iron Man suit, going up into space to deal with things. And then you get, in the end, the coming of Squirrel Girl, which was an Iron Man issue, I believe. And that takes you back to the early days of Squirrel Girls, where she's a very, very goofy looking character. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun little story. Check it out. Another great trade paperback from Squirrel Girl. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. And then I seen this issue of A Year of Marvels, which I didn't know what these were, but apparently they get they do two months throughout a year per issue. Each storyline starts with a calendar that month and then they have the storyline the first one in here actually this is issue number one starts out with uh, August it's the first first month it started but this one has Nick Fury dealing with a bunch of people coming up with these different types of weaponry and stuff like that and he's wanting to figure out where these weapons came from, their special weapons. And he finds out that the son of a very rich person that collected uh, armor and weaponry throughout the years 
his father died, so he decided, I'm going to sell everything that he collected over the years. So he has a big auction with a bunch of bad guys and stuff. And Nick Fury does his little, does a little thing to cloak himself and give himself a disguise. So you can get into the auction and learn more about it. And you got to read it to see what happens. But then the September one, the next story was with Rocket Raccoon and Tippy Toe, the squirrel. Darlene's busy at school, so Tippy Toe's just out in the park dealing with things and collecting nuts. And she's up in her tree, and her oak tree, and all of a sudden, it feels like there's an earthquake going on and her nuts go flying everywhere. All of a sudden the trees start moving and walking around. And she finds out there's a character that is controlling the trees. So her and the squirrels aren't going to put up with that. So they gang up to deal with the character and the character's using all the trees to attack the squirrels and tippy toes like oh, what i need is some firepower some big firepower and she hears this voice it says did someone say firepower this just so happens that rocket raccoon shows up and rocket raccoon just by chance was at a weapons auction so <laughs> himself at least one fresh weapon to play with rocket decides to help out tippy toe deal with the evildoer in their own way and it's a fun little fun look at those two working together i'd love to see them do some more stuff they're they're very fun fun team up of characters of animal style characters and then if you want a little quick scooby-doo where are you issue number 101 has radiated glow-in-the-dark style cow monsters that they gotta deal with in the first story and it's basically a farm's being overrun by these glowing cows and they're trying to scare everybody off the property you get to see who they unmask and who they find and who they deal with to that caused the stuff and why they caused it. Second story in here is basically a story about like a Frankenstein creature kidnapping a girl, taking her up to a castle up on a hill. The villagers basically go to a, go to attack the castle, just run a run amok and all their little pitchforks and torches and try and find out what happened to the girl where she went and stuff and can't give that story away either but you'll have to read it if you're if those sound fun to you uh, scooby's always a fun fun one to read which speaking of scooby the last one i have to talk about here is scooby dooby scooby dooby <laughs> scooby dooby Scooby-Doo team up number 41 with featuring Penelope Pitstop. 
Now a pee. Good stop. He's being different things keep happening to her, and she's got she's one of those people that every time she, something happens around her, she just gets lucky enough to get through it. But you'll sit there also see when she's having some of the issues the little gang short little gangster dudes the anthill mob they happen to appear every time she's in danger and save her and she's tied to the train tracks all the time and it's like why do you still keep getting tied to the train tracks she's got her helper and stuff you just happen to find out that it's down the road that the hooded claw. The hooded claw is the one that is basically around and tying her up constantly. That's his thing. So the gang tries to figure it out. I know what's going on. You also get some Frankenstein monsters in here and stuff. Just it's it's a fun little team up with the Hanna Barbera groups and stuff. They do a good job with those. They're all few that I have read were very enjoyable. But yeah, check those out if you want a little fun in your life. But yeah, MS wise, one thing that really sucks for us is when our a lot of us our disease progression gets to the point where you have to consider. Either moving in with someone or family member, a friend, a caretaker. Or if you don't have those options, you end up in a assisted living or something like that. Yeah, deal with it. Your life basically gets turned upside down within a heartbeat. You go from having a normal life, having a job or whatever and doing your thing and all of a sudden you're not unable to do certain things and you gotta find other ways to get around it and work with it like i've probably i'm pretty sure i've said in the past pretty much up into my mid-40s i had two full-time jobs or the equivalent of pretty much most of my life uh, a lot of stressful jobs, hard, hard physical jobs and stuff like that with the moving and construction. Worked in rock quarries, uh, all kinds of different heavily physical jobs, which ended up putting a lot of strain on the body over the years, not knowing that I had MS and causing, uh, my condition to move probably faster than it should have or further along, especially with misdiagnoses of from doctors for many years trying to figure out what you have wrong with you and they don't figure it out until it's too late and you've had too many exasperations and by the time you finally do get on a disease modifying drug, it's your progressions is so advanced you gotta Deal with what you got, and you're, as we know, our disease-modifying drugs don't really give us any relief from our 
symptoms. Uh, some of them nowadays I've heard at least about Tisabri and stuff like that. Having some benefits to help with the fatigue and body pain somewhat, but uh, nothing's going to get rid of anything fully. So you're going to have to deal with it the best you can, but the later you get diagnosed, the further the progression in your body and the more harm has been done. So you can't, you got to live with those things. Uh, but yeah, if you do end up having to be put in that position where you got move in with someone or deal with someone and you got to share an environment, it can be very stressful. Like, People can worry more about materialistic crap than living beings, and it just it's like really, <laughs> uh, pets are a very good thing for us. It uh, can help with our help make our condition more easing, easier to manage, give us some happiness and stuff like that. But then when you're dealing with the stress of, say, the pet knocks something down, people are freaking out about it. It's like, oh, my God, a $12 item just got pushed over. It's like, <laughs> kill the living being and <laughs> its life or something. I don't under- I'm not that type of person. I don't care about the material crap. It's like... We had many pets over our lifetime, and it's like you could just let them in and out the door and let them roam around the house and live like normal beings and enjoy life and not worry about crap that has nothing to do with anything. But instead, you got to make stressful environments with all of it, and it's takes a lot out of you and my wife has my wife she has basically gets up a couple hours before she goes to work so she can play with the cat and do stuff like that get her stuff all done and then goes to work comes home and by the time she's done with her routine yeah, it's about an hour and a half to sit on and relax. And you can't relax when you're constantly getting up and chasing around after a critter because you're worried about things. And it's just, it's just not, not fun. It's just not right. And just, I don't understand that philosophy. It's like, I myself would rather have a house full of pets than a house full of crap. <laughs> I guess I'm different than many. Many people would rather be around their precious little possessions than be around things that just want your love and attention. <laughs> but, but yeah, I know a lot of people, they get into environments where they move in with siblings and there's 
arguments constantly. They're fighting with them. And that can be a pretty shitty environment, too. It's like the stress just makes you sicker faster, so you're having more relapses, more issues. And it doesn't make any sense. It's like, life is too freaking short to worry about stupid little things. It's like, you can enjoy your time that you're here to the best of your ability, do things you enjoy. But if all you really care about is materialistic shit that means nothing, and you don't care about the ones around you, then why have kids? Why have siblings? Why have pets? Why have anything? It's like you can be in a six-by-six room the rest of your life surrounded by your shit, and it's not going to get you anywhere. I just... Yeah, it's enjoyable to use some stuff, all that, but and you have to have stuff to keep yourself entertained, but you gotta also communicate with people and have a social environment and play with animals if you have them or whatever. It's just, it's part of life. I mean, if you don't, you're gonna be coming either locked up in a room all by yourself and no one's going to be around you or you're going to turn out to be a crazy cat lady or something like that. <laughs> they always get bored. But yeah, I don't know. I'd say make the best of it. Live as long as you can in your environment and do what you can to Get diagnosed, get things figured out, get your life to the best possible position it can be, and enjoy those days that you're working and appreciate those times and earn that income, save those pennies and... (laughs) Do what you can so in the future you have something to fall back on. But yeah. This week we had blood tests done for our physical. That's next week. Next week we get our, we'll get our shoe inserts, our orthotics on Monday, I believe, and then Tuesday, I think, is my yearly physical and all that stuff and yeah I do this year we get a little bonus I don't know if it's because of COVID or not I don't know if every all the different insurance companies are doing it but my insurance company sent me a form that I got to give my doctor when I do do the physical and they fax it in before I think we got to like middle of January or something it's got to be in by but if you do that and get it faxed in, then I think it is a hundred dollar gift card or something we get for doing it. So that's kind of cool. I just we bought tires for our car this year because uh, and Central telemarketer day to day I can see. Uh, yeah, we bought tires for the car. It was buy three get one free. 
and I sat there and they had a deal where you got a hundred dollar gift card at Fleet Farm for buying a set of tires. So I did it and the person doing the whole forms and all that stuff didn't tell me enough about it. But when I got home and I read over the whole refund thing, if you would have done it on a Fleet Farm credit card, which we could have applied for and got, you would have got a second $100 gift card. So we would have got $200 in gift cards. But, but no, well, actually, it wasn't a gift card. It was just a $100 prepaid credit card is what it was. But yeah, the workers didn't tell us anything about it. And when I went back to pick up my car, or no, when we went in to get the tires installed, it was like a week or two later, I mentioned it and they couldn't do nothing about it. It's like, well, that was nice of you guys. It's like, don't help a person out. I know I could have read it all over myself, but he read it. To, he was telling me what I was feeling outside. It's went with it. So yeah, you got gotta watch out for those things, especially right now because there's lots of extra little benefits you can get nowadays. Well, the COVID thing, there's lots of people giving extra little bonuses out. It's Everywhere you turn, there's some type of deal. I mean, Black Friday, instead of being one day or one week, this year ended up being like three months. Everybody started their Black Friday specials a couple months ago, a lot of them. And some of them are still running to this day. It's went right through Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday. And Black Friday deals keep going. So it's like even if you... They have a small business or selling stuff online. They're just trying to take advantage to cover the big businesses, the big box stores and stuff, covering their butts and make as many sales as possible and throw sales on top of your sales. So people pay more attention to theirs than they do yours. It sucks, but didn't hurt me too much because I only listed a one thing this year for Cyber Monday, I'm trying to get back into my eBay store, but I think I'm going to wait till after January to deal with that anymore. But, but yeah, let's end this with a little cost of living time capsule look back at 1966. The median yearly income for all families was $7,532. The minimum wage per hour was $1.25. You're complaining about 13 or whatever dollars an hour. College tuition was $1,171, or as now you're looking at probably $50,000 minimum. Median cost of a new home was $21,400. Posted stamp was five cents. A gallon of gas was 32 cents. I remember this is 1966. I know many of you don't even believe that that year actually was around. <laughs> Before the VHS even and stuff like that. 
Gold for an ounce was $35.13. Gold's pretty much held its value throughout the years. Bacon, a pound of that, $0.79. Cents. Basically about three to four times that now. Dozen eggs for $0.55, cents, which hasn't really gone up much. You can still get a dozen eggs for like $0.79 cents on sale to $0.99. Cents. Five pounds of flour for $0.50. Cents. A movie ticket was $1.09. It actually seems high when you look at the other prices back then. But nowadays, I think probably almost 20 bucks for a ticket at the movie theater, probably 13 to 20. And then in pop color culture in the 66, 1966, the perfect summer soundtrack was Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys was released. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown aired for the first time on CBS. Star Trek debuted its inaugural episode The Man Trap. Walt Disney introduced plans for Epcot, a new utopian city. I remember that being a huge thing. I wanted to go so bad. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, as narrated by Boris Karloff, premiered on CBS. Interesting and fun things from many, many, many years ago. That's almost 60 years ago, but but yeah, hopefully you have a good rest of your week. I don't think you're going to hear from me again until Sunday Comics time. Because I got a bunch of stuff I want to get done the next couple days yet. So, trying to still take advantage of this nice weather. So you guys.